The circulation of this material is the price hello, hello. we pay hey, for North freedom Carolina. in this country. WKNC, Raleigh. 88.1 WKNC. <laughs> I'm Spaceman Spiff, and I'm joined by Prabir and the Substitutes. And hey, Prabir hey. and the Substitutes are going to play tonight at Local Beer, Local Band with Embarrassing Fruits. And uh, so I guess we'll start um, with this interview. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit about, can you tell the listeners about where you're from? Yes, we're from Richmond, Virginia. Although I'll say right now we're from a uh, frantic van ride. Yeah, so, <laughs> and maybe could you describe your sound, maybe in like five words or less, some juicy, really descriptive words that capture the mind and hearts of our listeners. Oh. Raucous. Raucous. Bombastic. Two. L- loud. Three. <laughs> Ridiculous. Four. Loud. <laughs> Bombastic. <laughs> All right, so I guess um, I think your band's pretty neat because pretty much everyone can sing. Um, how would five guys like yourself get together and um, start playing music? Well, Chris and I uh, met on a playing, street corner. Yeah, on a street corner once, yeah. Three years ago, we started playing together, and uh, all these guys uh, joined in You know, over the course of those three years. Um, we were taken in by their love for each other. Yes, the gravity of love pulled us in. Like celestial vocal objects. Robbie and I were more of <laughs> love of gravity, actually. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. true. This is true. It's, it's, yeah, but it's so, science. But so, you know, and we're, and we're all really good buddies, and it's just it's a lot of fun to tour around, and, yeah. you know, yeah. we all sing, and we all enjoy it quite a bit. So, so it's Prabir and the Substitutes, Prabir. right? So do you mainly write all the songs? or? Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll write the songs, and then um, I'll take them to... These guys are I'll, just the substitutes. We or, tear them apart yeah, and put them back together. Know, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They, they deconstruct everything and then spit it back like 40 times better than it would have sounded any other way. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. All right, I guess we'll start with a song. Um, this is uh, the first track off your new EP called Hello. Uh, it's called Who's Gonna Love You. Could you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty pop guitar driven guitar jingle driven tune um i think i guess we wrote it like about three months ago or so and we've just kind of been working on it slowly but you know we got into recording all these songs and that one just really came together very well and you know it was a lot of fun to record it's a lot of fun to play it's all right well here's who's gonna love you by probably you're in the substitutes on 88.1 knc 88.1 wknc and that was probably you're in the substitutes with uh, who's going to love you um, on 88.1 KNC. And so um, that was a song off their new EP, Hello, um, which you guys say is a semi-autobiographical um, a- album, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the first, the first thing that we, I guess, put out with this lineup is called Five Little Pieces, uh, which you played earlier. And that was just kind of a, uh, just a group of songs that we were playing live anyway. And it was just a, a means to record, to have an album to go on the road with and all that. But uh, these songs are kind of more uh, written from, I guess, the past year's worth of touring, the experiences that we've gathered as, you know, bandmates and friends and everything. So a lot of these songs are are kind of, not I guess not exclusively, but kind of are themed around what it's like to play in this band or things that we've done. Uh, one of the songs is about... Um, doing a tour we did with this band called The Silver Beats. Uh, and that, that song's called uh, Sayonara, and that's on the Hello EP. And then there's another one called uh, Oh California, which is kind of reminiscing about when we did the West Coast touring and, you know, singing about going to California. And uh, another song called My Friend, which uh, is, you know, about all this, uh, you know. Yeah! Yeah, yeah playing, playing music with, with buddies and stuff. Uh, yeah, and, so um, you actually... 
you talk about in the songs the trials and tribulations of touring around the country. What are, what are some of those trials that you've gone through? Well, I mean, you know, just just uh, yeah, yeah, mainly Brooklyn, New York, ferrets. Fer- <laughs> um, well, just you know, with ferrets. Yeah, just you know the stuff, just the crazy stuff that kind of happens. You know, uh, I guess I, we didn't really list any specific details as to you know. We can't. <laughs> we, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's van talk. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, just the songs are about, like, what it's like for us to go on tour and kind of, you know, uh, well, that song is specifically, Sayonara, is kind of the one that really uh, drives the point home about, you know, well, these are the cities we're playing and, you know, we'll do this and we're waving our friends goodbye and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, it you know, ultimately, it's no, no specifics. It's just kind of, you know, the, the theme behind, you know, all these tunes put together, I guess. Lifestyle. Yes. Right. One so, of one of the trials and tribulations, I guess, could be that you know we had to we had to be here by five p.m. today, yeah. and due to a traffic uh, oh, no. jam, snafu, yeah. Yeah. because yeah, so yeah. you know Chris had to really drive very quickly. All taters. All taters, tots. <laughs> so for your full length, uh, gosh darn highway. For your full length, Annabelle, I'm coming home tonight. You actually self financed your tour up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting because throughout your history, you've, remain, you've remained an independent band and you haven't signed to a record label. And I'm, I would just want to know, do you think financing your own music has opened opportunities for you or restricted you in any way? I, I mean, it has its pros and cons. You know, I think in some cases it's great because uh, we make every decision based on what we want to do. And we never are making decisions based on, you know, obligations, I guess. Uh, the con to it is that, you know, if you don't have a giant wallet funding you it is a lot harder to do it right at the capacity that we want to be doing it but at the same time i feel like yeah i'm, I'm pretty proud of all the work we've done and you know I, I would imagine we all are you know and it's just it's it's hard work but it's worth it because we love doing it so doing it on our own ultimately has been worth it i think everything i mean everything we've put out has been on our own yeah. it makes right. it that much sweeter thank yeah. you it's nicer yes. to, you know to be in debt to ourselves and so we spend less time you know crying ourselves to sleep at night Although, I, <laughs> <laughs> about although, debts to other people. Although there have been those nights. There have been. Charlie. <laughs> yes. So I, I think, you know, financing your own music as well as your own tours, I think it would require a lot of faith in your art. And, I mean, I think your business style reflects the business styles of, of 60s bands. Um, I think, you know, I mean, your music itself is inspired by, you know, the harmonies of the Hollies and the Zombies. But, I, I mean, I also think that your business style reflects 60s garage bands who re- huh. release their own music and... So I think you reflect a lot of what 60s bands were doing. And I mean... Yeah, I'd never thought of that. In, in the modern marketplace, I mean, we're, we're returning to an age where the single is dominating. Yeah. And that was, again, like in the 60s. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you released an EP called Share, and it was a double disc that was intended to, you know, you give one of the EPs to a friend, and it was a duplicate. And I think it's interesting because you're encouraging people to share the physical CD rather than the... Um, I guess, illicit file sharing. So sure. you want to talk a little bit more about that EP? Yeah, well, that was, yeah, the idea behind that was just to, uh, you know, put out a set of songs that we really were playing a lot at that time anyway. And then the whole sharing concept was just, you know, it was just to get us out there to as many people as possible. Because, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not making any money doing this anyway. So we figured <laughs> may as well, you know, may as well get as many people to hear it. And it's it's interesting that you bring that up because... Uh, I think recently maybe I was talking to Charlie about it, but that the shared CD, the second disc of the record, actually has 
made its way to different parts of the world at this point. So we'll get periodically, we'll just get some random emails like, oh, I really loved your CD and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I hope you come to uh, Denmark soon. And it's like, <laughs> Whoa, what? So, wow. you know, so it has kind of, it's, it's worked in that sense. And, you know, it was a really, it was a really fun project. Um, or it hasn't worked because we're alienating all of our yeah. Denmark fans. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you think this business policy would compare to a band like Radiohead who released all their music online for free? Like the physical CD, why did you, I guess, choose to release it as a, a duplicate copy? Physical well, products, I think, yeah. are just cooler to have. You know, it's something that's tangible. It's in your hand. It's not, um, it doesn't get lost between, you know, the files on your computer, all the different things that you have. So yeah. it just makes, you know, it makes it that much of more of an experience for yeah. somebody. And for us, a, a tangible object is very important because, you know, when we're on the road, uh, you know, those, those sales, you know, mm. happen and that having the physical object there, I think is yet another reason for someone to be like, oh, okay, well I will buy it right now instead of yeah. later, you know, right. funds our tour. Yeah. And that's what I was getting to Cause, say. Yeah. Cause when you download iTunes songs, you can't turn them into a coaster later. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good, you know? yeah. Right, yeah, and the physical <laughs> city has more than one use. Right, right. So when people don't like your stuff, uh, yeah, they can would be, just yeah. use it for a number of, like, yeah. frisbees. Frisbee. And, right, mm -hmm. exactly. They get yes. their money's worth. That's what they did in the, the early 80s. They used Coasters. to use the CDs as frisbees. Ninja stars. Ninja stars. All right, well, I think we'll play another song. Um, this is the, the last track off of your, your new EP um, called Hello, and it's called My Friend. Uh, do you want to talk about that one? Uh, yeah, this song, I think, was written right when Tyler joined the band, and... Um, and it was just, you know, at that point, our our rhythm section had uh, just left us to go do their own things. And, you know, it was just I, I was going to miss them because they were they were really good friends of, you know, ours. The uh, And at the same time, it was kind of like, well, yeah, but we're just going to keep doing it and it's going to be fun. And it's just got a, it's got this like whole like, I guess the whole vibe of just, you know, keep playing music with your friends and like regardless of how long it takes to, you know, quote unquote make it or whatever just don't worry about that just keep playing because that's the best part anyway so just it's all about just you know playing music and all right calling these guys my friends you know yeah all right well we've been listening to uh Pro beer and the substitutes and they're gonna play tonight with embarrassing fruits at chirinog irish pub for a local beer local band night and this song is called my friend and it's only on 88.1 knc Eighty-eight point one WKNC. And that was probably here in the substitutes with my friend, and they're in the studio with us right now. When we're having an interview, so oh, that what yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> it's a great time, actually. <laughs> For anybody who's coming in right now, um, it's probably in the substitutes. So you were talking earlier about your your band playing together as friends and having fun, and I think that's interesting because you know I think that's the point of music, you know, to play and have fun. Mm -hmm. um, make so money. make I mean make money, but. Ching. Ching. I mean, it seems it seems with the way you make music and the way you uh, the way you record, you you do it for the the art rather than the I guess the money. So yeah. you guys are really known for your your energetic live shows. Uh, can you describe the experience of playing in front of a bunch of fans or on stage? I think by the end of this set, it doesn't matter who's actually there anymore. <laughs> it just turns into us making noise. Yeah, it's us constantly one upping each other. I yeah, think. basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah, actually, I think the last time we played. Raleigh, I think Robbie and I. Oh yeah, um, we had a little camera duel. We, yeah, I we. Think. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, which won't happen tonight. Hopefully not. No. It, it uh, won't happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just play on stage with you know a bunch of friends, and I mean you keep it 
I guess pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so um, it's all an image. It's all yeah. an image. <laughs> So I hear, <laughs> I hear rumors that you destroy your instruments after the show. Is this, is this true? I wouldn't say we completely. Well, uh, Robbie just asked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, the rumors are 100% correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think we often spend a lot of time on the road repairing our gear after some sets. Um, but I, I do especially. I play an old piano that was designed um, right around the Spanish-American War. And, um, <laughs> and it doesn't like being beaten, to, and it, it goes to pieces. And usually... I'd say like I spend a lot of time fixing that thing before. Yeah. I think we've upped the stock of super glue and um, yeah. duct tape, yeah, and electrical Stable tape. Rob, yeah, gun. Robbie and I just we we just played Northampton, Massachusetts, I guess last week, and oh, yeah, the bass, yeah, and Rob, yeah, <laughs> Robbie's bass, and I killed it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you repaired it. I did. I did repair it kind of in my own way using. Well, okay, I went downstairs and I see. <laughs> A PlayStation controller lying on the ground that my dog chewed up. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and I look on the couch and there's my busted bass. I'm like, I could combine these two things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took the faceplate off the uh, PlayStation controller. I, I like melted the plastic with a candle. It, it wasn't very safe at all. But basically, I put the piece of plastic on top of the bass, and there's now an input jack. And everything works. Yeah, they Sony P bass. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. the circle button used to be, right? You exactly. have to hit up, down, down, <laughs> <laughs> X square to play the right. And then, and then, uh, and then it, the bass opens up, and you can play it. And I have a, I have an Epiphone that kind of has been beat up a little bit here and there, and it's currently being held together with gaffer's tape and and super glue and stuff. But and but, constant prayer. Yeah, but it's really weird that it still works. You know, <laughs> it still works, man. I was I was wish I were around in the '60s to see I guess the Who on stage. Yeah, that, that would have been that would have been fascinating to watch. Yeah. yeah, my my dad was telling me a story of of the the Who like Pete Townsend breaking the guitar over his head. Wow. Would we ever expect to see that kind of insanity at one of your shows? I, well, uh, yeah, I think it's <laughs> strongly CD. recommend we should. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I broke a guitar on my piano at our CD yeah, release show. That Richmond. was kind of fun. Yeah, and. But, you know, furthermore, it was unexpected because at the end of the set when we were all just kind of, you know, making some, you know, noises and going crazy, I turn around and Charlie has hopped in front of his piano and is smashing a guitar on it. I was just, <laughs> at that point, I didn't realize what was going on anymore. Um, but sometimes we'll even break venues that we play. The night before yeah. that, <laughs> I, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was standing on my piano for, and I was trying to get balance like you do. And uh, I pushed up through one of the ceiling tiles and it came down in my hand. And I thought, well, I've never played my piano with a ceiling tile before. <laughs> and I did that night. I did. And the next night, the venue did not open up. And, and I think, I think, <laughs> and it I actually think, shut down. And I, yeah. And I think Chris actually, at one of our shows, I don't know where, but I remember, I think you slid on the piano and every, oh, every Buffalo notch, York, yeah, no. Buffalo, New York, every oh, notch yeah. of your spine yeah. was uh, black bruised. and blue. <laughs> yeah. I broke my middle finger. Piano yeah. one. Yeah, and, I bro- and I broke a tooth. Um, <laughs> In DC, I believe. Yeah, the in guitar DC. is fine. The classic. The, yeah, the, the 60s. Obviously, this is fine. our favorite subject to talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking this things. in pants. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about uh, Tiernanog. It might be destroyed. Uh, yeah. well, they got tons of money. They're yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Local bruise, man. All right. So speaking of your live show, I guess we'll we'll play another uh, a track because you're playing tonight um, with Embarrassing Fruits um, again. And um, so. The track is called Sayonara, and again, it's off your new EP. Um, can yes, you talk yes. a little bit about that one? Yeah, well, this is the one that I was talking about earlier, saying that this is the uh, song about our tour we did last summer with the band called The Silver Beats. They're this, uh, okay, The Silver Beats, 
are <laughs> yeah, the Silver Beats are a Japanese Beatles tribute band uh, from Tokyo. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and it was really weird because we played with them at a venue in DC called the 9:30 Club, and it sold out. And it was probably one of the best times that I've ever had, you know, playing music.、Um, but their manager liked us and said, you know, would you like to come do the whole tour with us? You know, and we said, yeah, of course, sure. So we did the tour, and it was really fascinating because they don't really speak English too well, or <laughs> as some would say at all. Um, um, but they, yeah, but they love Jameson. Yeah, Jameson whiskey. Yeah, they they were just all about that. Yeah, but but the thing is, they do all the they do the entire Beatles catalog. I think right. I think they can do the entire any song perfectly. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. It's yeah, it's like they learned everything phonetically. Yeah, it was great, <laughs> and it was just that was a good time. But you know, so this was, this was about our tour with them, and、uh, you know, it started in Providence, Rhode Island, and you know,、uh, there's a couple of if you you know if you if you're Beatles fans out there in Radioland,、uh, you'll notice a couple of、uh, Beatles references made here and there,、um, kind of you know little tags from Beatles songs and stuff that that we. Borrowed. <laughs> Michael Jackson's. Let them come up with their own、yeah. translations. Yeah, that's right, man.、Um, but yeah, so that's that's what this song's about. It's a、uh, it's an acoustic song. Great. One of, one of the two, I guess. Cool. Oh yeah. Well, Beatles references are always a good thing. Oh, anyway, here here's a、uh, premiere in the substitutes with Sinara. Yeah, yeah. If, they,、uh, if if anyone picks out any Beatles references, call up. We'll give you a free CD. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Here's premiere on eighty-eight point one. Eighty-eight point one WKNC, and that was probably in the substitutes with、um, that would be Sayonara.、Um, so you guys were、uh, <laughs> we're talking earlier about how you guys、um, released your own music, and I think you also communicate with your fans in a unique way.、Um, on your website, you have a a list of I guess note cards. It looks、it's、like frequently asked questions. Frequently、yeah. asked questions, yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's written in magic marker, and then you have these yeah these really short little comments about them.、Um, yeah. yeah. I have this romantic view that you have fans after the show write these little questions.、Um, how did these come、uh, about? That's、uh, actually a really good. That's、idea. a great idea. We、yeah. should do that. We should have a comment box from now on, attached box. to the drum set. Yeah, Tyler's comment box. There you、Let's、go. Talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just. I think we were looking for a website design, and I think we had just joked around about how a lot of a, a lot of super professional websites have frequently asked questions, and we just thought. What's the antithesis of professionalism?、Uh, Premier and the substitutes. So let's <laughs> let's make a you know frequently asked questions about you know just silliness. Michael Stipe. Some, yeah, a lot of them are real questions though. They're they're they are questions. Yeah, we, we yeah we we have gotten a few of those questions. Like,、uh, are you a Muslim or, or an, an Arab? Arab? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a question. That, that was yeah, that was. Face yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a frowny face. That's <laughs> all it is. That's all. Which was the is, actual yeah. answer? Well, yeah, because、uh, I, I I felt like I died on the inside. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I I think it's really interesting, and、um, also on your website you have your electro electronic press release listed. Um, and it starts off with a sentence that I'll never listen to another Prabir and Substitute show again. Oh yeah, and, Charlie wrote that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's really surprising when you first read it because you're like, this is not the typical press release, and、I、you keep. Not about that. Yeah. <laughs> and and you keep reading it.、Uh, Charlie, you want to talk about it? I well, I as I just said, I kind of forgot I had written that. Um. <laughs> But、um, yeah, I, I was a big fan of the band before I joined it, and、um, so it's sort of a play on that.、Um, I went nuts the first time when I wasn't in the band. They played, and I grabbed a tambourine and ran around the room, and basically、um, freaked out in general. <laughs>、um, so 
that's what that's about, more or less. It's just how and like excited I was to, you know, to see them for the first time. I was finally musically home in Richmond, right. and uh, then lucky enough, like I got them drunk enough to invite me to play with them. Right, so, and uh, <laughs> so so the reason you can't watch another show is because you're in the band. Yeah, yeah, and uh, mm. it's, di- it's different from the uh, artist side, isn't it? It's weird. You know? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to this side of the fence. I don't know how I like it, but I'm dealing with it you're every fired. day. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll um, we'll close off with one more song. Um, this is a really short one. It's called "I Started Writing You a Song, but then I changed my mind." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, well, I was sitting on uh, <laughs> my sofa, and um, I was, you know, one of my uh, I guess one of my housemates was downstairs, and I was just being silly, and I kind of strummed a couple of chords, and I just said, you know, I started writing you a song, but then I changed my mind. Yeah, and then. She kind of made a face like, "Oh, you're so stupid." But then I thought, "That's a that's a that's a song. That's that's a whole song right there." And the explanation took twice as long. As yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> and then and uh, you know when we put this out, we were uh, doing all the paperwork for it, and uh, you know when copywriting all the songs, you know you have to go with the agency. So I was talking to the agency that we work with, and uh, every uh, most songs are already most song titles are already taken. You know, so our our last record, there's a song called "The Kiss," and you know there's something like. Three, yeah, there's something like yeah. 4,000 songs called The Kiss in the database, but the uh, person at um, ASCAP, you know, when I was on the phone with them was like, oh, wow, you know, there actually isn't a song with this title anywhere. And I was like, really? Great. So it's our moment of originality. <laughs> All right, great. Well, you've been listening to Probably You're in the Substitutes. Thanks and for having us. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be playing tonight at Local Beer, Local Band Night at Tiernanog, along with Embarrassing Fruits. So anyway, here's, uh, I started writing you a song, but then I changed my mind. Yeah. 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 Only on 88.1 KNC. And you were listening to 88.1 WKNC. That was Premier and the Substitutes. Do you guys want to say goodbye one last time to all the listeners of Raleigh, North Carolina? Bye. And beyond. See you tonight, hopefully. Yes, Yes. that's right. By the way, they will be playing May 7th, a.k.a. today at the Tiernanog Irish Pub down, down. Where is Irish Tierna Nogue? 218 South Blunt Street. 218 South Blunt Street, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out. All right, anyway, um, it is now my turn to play some sweet, sweet tracks. So get ready. We're going to start out the hour in rare fashion with Empire of the Sun on the sh- with the song Walking on a Dream here on 88.1 WKNC. Yeah.